0: It's that five-letter word I like to call the four-letter word. Let's get into it. Let's talk trends. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Okay. Today we're talking about my dirty word, trends. So let's talk about trends. I think with social media, it's even more prevalent And you see, and you kind of get bombarded each and every day with so many things. I know even in my feed that I do, it's really important to remember that a trend is just that. And so when you're furnishing your home, you know it's expensive, it's an investment. So you need to be careful of trends for a couple of reasons. And I kind of always apply this example like with fashion, right? So as we know, things come on trend and something could be on trend, but look really bad on me. And so I'm not gonna embrace that trend because it's not good for me. And you have to do that in your home as well. If it's not good for your home, if it's not something that you like, then you don't wanna just do it for the sake of doing it. There's also a way to bring trends into your home, just like with fashion, more with the accessories. So sometimes there might be a fashion trend that I like, but maybe I don't wanna make a huge investment in it. So I might just buy like a belt or a scarf or one smaller less expensive thing that kind of makes it current but i'm not breaking the bank over a huge investment in something that you know could potentially go to waste or just not be used down the road so that's just one example the other thing with trends is that the problem that i'm seeing with it anyhow is when everybody does the same thing, it becomes more like this uniform and it makes your home ordinary. And I don't think anybody wants that. And yet I know people get really stuck on what to do and it's really hard for people to envision what to do. So it's just easier that if you see something, you know, on social media or from a trendsetter where you can be like, I'm just going to do that. And it's, it's surely enough pleasant And it's pretty, there's nothing wrong with any of it. But the problem is when everybody starts to do the same thing. So it's very natural for us to want the same things. So sometimes you'll see a certain trend take off because more and more people are doing it. It's a psychological thing that's embedded in us to kind of want to belong and want the same thing. What I'm going to recommend to you in this episode is that you really need to kind of be aware of that and stop yourself for a second and think, maybe there's something that I can trust myself on that I like, and I don't have to just fall into this. Okay. So one thing that I see all the time on social media and without totally calling out, like don't get me wrong, it's pleasant. There's nothing unattractive about it. There's nothing like design wrong with it but i'll give you a clue it has to do with olive trees and like that type of decor where everybody has the exact same console with the exact same mirror over it and the same planter with this plant and again it's very pretty there is nothing wrong with it but i have seen so much of it i liken it to the stanley cup so the stanley cup has taken off great for the stanley cup it's been around a long time I refuse to get one because too many people have it. So when a lot of people have something, it's one thing, but like when everybody has the same thing, I don't want to even go near it. That's just me. But I'm encouraging you to feel comfortable doing that as well. What I'm encouraging you to do is to really feel okay with buying what you like. And I have said this for so many years. When you buy what you like, a few things happen. One is you like it for a long time, almost always. You don't have to worry about this fear of your home not coordinating. And the reason is you tend to gravitate to the same types of things. So there's always a common denominator in everything you like. And that common denominator remains the thread which runs through your home. And that's why your home will have a cohesive, coordinated look. So the big thing is, and it sounds easy, but it's not easy, is you absolutely have to trust what you like. And then from there, if you need some guidance or whatever, I get that. But if to just sort of copy or just be influenced so much by something that somebody else has, and then it becomes so ordinary, that is just not the way to go about this. So I in fact posted a quote, I think I should still have it here. It was from fashion designer, Carolina Herrera. And it really summed it up in possibly the best way that I could state. So she says, I don't like trends because they make everybody look the same. And the thing is looking the same, like I said, psychologically, we do have a bit of a need for conformity. But at the end of the day, you don't want somebody to walk in your house and be like, oh yeah, that looks exactly like what I saw on Instagram. That looks exactly like page six of the whatever catalog. That looks exactly like, oh, my other three friends have the exact same thing. So that's kind of where I want to encourage you to shy away from trends before you implement them. And you can implement elements of it. You could have a space in your home that kind of works on that trend. But the other spaces incorporate a lot of things you like that go with that trend so you want to start thinking in those terms having said that there are some trends that i have been reading about that i hear about from clients and we're going to talk about it because what's really interesting is as we already kind of know this what is old becomes new again so there's a trend of using brown and what's really interesting is i started doing this in 2005, I want to say, and my very first client that I got, we used so much Brown, it was really in and I had Brown in my own home. And this was within paint, wallpaper, upholstery, you name it, Brown, Brown was really in. And after I got that first client and did a few spaces for her, several clients for the next few years were using Brown. And as I said, I even use Brown in my own home. Then all of a sudden, brown was just, you you hardly saw it or you saw touches of it, but you definitely didn't see it in the same way as that very first client. And it went kind of out. Now, all of a sudden, it's back in. So, you know, that's the other thing. I guess if you sit with something in your home long enough, just like in your closet, right, it's going to come back. So brown is definitely one of the bigger trends. And, you know, if you like brown, then I say go for it don't use it just because it's on trend, make sure you know, that you actually like it. The other trend is going bold or using bold accents, or you might even see things come up that say, you know, being a maximalist, which just means like really getting some bold prints, bold color, and that's a great thing. And I think that you know, that's something that, you know if you like that, you like that. I don't really think that ever goes out of style. I mean, really with anything, I mean, bold, using bold color, using bold print, doing things bold has really been around for a while. And I think it's just a matter of personal preference. So I wouldn't use it again, if just because it's on trend, if you like it, and it happens to be on trend, that's great. And what that might mean is that in the marketplace, you may be able to find more things available to decorate your home, which is a good thing. But that to me has been around. And I think that's a real personal thing. Like you either love neutrals with a pops of color or you just want to go bold now having said that as a trend the way you could incorporate it if you are somebody who's more minimalist than maximalist you could certainly take a neutral home or a neutral setting and get some bold accessories that never hurts i also think incorporating like a very unique vintage piece even with modern pieces so sometimes the juxtaposition of two opposite things can be really great But it is definitely something that if you read about, you hear about being a maximalist, getting bold things in your house or using bold patterns, bold colors are definitely touches that we are seeing that are trends for sure. Darker wood finishes came into play as well as rich paint colors. And those still seem to be something that you're seeing. So again, I feel like there's nothing wrong about it. And if you like it, you use it. Now, as far as paint color, what happened with kitchens really kind of developed because of COVID. So when people were home and repainting and and doing different things in their homes, the kitchens went from white cabinetry to these warm colors and rich colors and earth colors. And the reason that happened was people were feeling like they were spending so much time at home. We generally spend so much time in the kitchen. People wanted to make The kitchen feel a lot like other rooms in their home. And adding a color did that. It was a little bit warmer, a little more inviting. I warmed up my kitchen cabinets then, and I'm glad that I did. And that is where that came from. Now, again, there's still nothing wrong with a white kitchen. So some people take these things as such absolutes. And I'll even see people like arguing on social media about it. And there's nothing to argue about. So it's like if somebody says, well, you know, this is what's in and you can't have a white kitchen, you know, it's not so absolute. Yes, you can have a white kitchen. Yes, white kitchens are beautiful. And a white kitchen, even when they were supposedly, you know, in versus out, you would still want to warm it up potentially with depending on what you put for your countertop or your hardware, or maybe like an accent rug. I mean, a printed shade, maybe. But again, if you want it white, and you want like a neutral marble countertop, and you know silver hardware or brass hardware there's nothing wrong with it so if we are talking trends though what is interesting is paint colors for the kitchen you're seeing a lot of blues and greens and i remember gosh it might have been like the 90s where a lot of people were painting kitchen cabinets like this really beautiful bluish green and that has really come back i recently had a client who painted their kitchen island and a banquette. They didn't want to risk doing really the whole set of cabinetry. So they wanted to bring a, this warm color in, but just in those two spots. And they used Sherwin-Williams Riverway. And it was really pretty. That's more like a teal color. But there's this other color that I'm seeing that was really popular, again, many, many years ago, and it's come completely back in. And to be honest, it's a color that I thought always looked great in a kitchen. So it's just a matter of if you like it. So Don't feel like too on social media people sort of get bullied like well I see a trend and I don't like it or I do like it and people take it very black and white and very absolute and know that it's fluid you know that's the other thing creativity design your home design yeah you want the investment to last but at the same time it's also a bit fluid and trends are very fluid so you've got to use caution with all of this stuff and and that's why I'm doing this episode because Trends are great and they can point us into a direction. They can give us a great idea. They can give us inspiration. They are not absolute. They are not right and wrong. They are just kind of what is. So, what's really important is to do what is right and what is wrong for you. Did you know I offer digital design services? That's right. Just from the comfort of your own home, you can work with me and get a room designed. In fact, we are 200 rooms and counting with these services. So, I have a one to one service called Room Service, which is the complete plan for an entire space. And my new Room RX gets any quick problem diagnosed and remedied very fast. It's also a one on one, one hour with me, and it's only $199. In fact, this month, both Room Service and Room RX are on special promotion. So you're going to want to go to my website, JillCalmanInteriors.com, and set up a free call with me, learn more about it, and we will get you scheduled for this incredible savings so you can have the room you dream of today. Okay, so I'm going to look up my next trend, which is, and this is really funny because this was really in also when I first started in the early 2000s, but I also saw it a lot in the late 90s, and it's basically two-tone furniture. So it's, let's say you had a chair, you can upholster the back in a print and the front in like a solid velvet. Okay. So you could do it on anything. Dining room chairs. I still think that never went out of style where you could take a dining room chair and put a really interesting print on the inset of the back of the chair, and then have a solid color on the front using contrasting wealth. And again, anyone who's a maximalist who uses bold things probably always did this. It never went out, but, and, and maybe this trend is coming a little bit from that. I'm not really sure. But two-tone furniture was around for a really long time. And it's not that it has never been used in the last, you know, I don't know, couple decades or whatever, or even 15 years. It's just that now people are pointing back toward it. So, you know, that's the other thing about trends. It's not like anybody who had this furniture was out of style necessarily. And depending on the piece, it might have been very in-style, but now, now it's trending, okay? So now it's trending. So we have to take that word and say like, that's what it's doing. And do we want it for our home or not? The other big trend that I'm reading about and hearing about, and one of my next podcast episodes actually happens to be about is bringing nature into the home. And so using those moss walls, living walls, things like that. I actually have the owner of a very wonderful company down in Palm Beach, Florida that has an amazing take on it. With low maintenance and great options to buy it without doing an entire wall if you didn't want to, etc. So bringing nature in, and yet this has really always been around. If you think of a million years ago, we've always had house plants, right? You always want something living, maybe something green. But this trend did start during COVID, along with some other trends like having the home garden, growing things, having nature. So that is still remaining. There's a lot of things that happened during COVID which I think circled us back to the house, the home. Because I think prior to COVID, we were we were gone from our homes a lot. You know, travel became more prominent, working longer hours, global travel, right? Lifestyle with children. You know, you it wasn't like in the 1950s where moms and kids were home more. Now you're running back and forth to activities, right? And so I used to say, even during those times, your home needed all these things because it had to welcome you back. It had to be kind of like that place where you could let your hair down and really just feel good. Well, COVID is what really highlighted that. So I think that's why sometimes we're seeing these things circle back because COVID really brought us back home, both literally and figuratively. And it made us realize how important these things are. So that trend is very much in for 2024. You'll read and see a lot about it. And like I said, I even have somebody coming on my podcast. So that is there and that remains for sure. But you're also seeing a lot of texture come in. I am somebody who has always loved texture. So if you bring things in like with, you know, woven raffias and jutes and rope, you know, we've been seeing that for quite some time. I always find that attractive. Um, and other textured influences are still still remaining. So those are just some highlights of things that I'm seeing, that I'm hearing, that I'm reading about. And like I said, the most important thing is to buy what you like, to buy what works for your lifestyle, your taste, your home. And if so be it, it happens to be one of the trends, that's great. But don't feel like to, you know, if you take a trend and then every room looks the same, you know, there's a difference between cohesiveness in your home and every room looking the same so that is my brief recap of what I'm seeing and my main messages are don't have your home look like a uniform don't have it look ordinary don't have it look like everybody else please don't trust what you like when you buy what you like you will Love your home. You will never have to worry about things not matching because there is this common denominator, this common thread that will run through every room because of that. Remember what is old becomes new again. And, you know, there's a difference between having your home look current, you know, and not out of date versus trending. So take some time once you see these trends, before you just jump the gun and place orders for things and go, I'm just gonna do that because it's like quick and easy. Give it a little bit of thought because it's money no matter how you do it. And if you're doing DIY, it's money for materials. Your time is money. Anything you buy, it's money and time. And so before you expend the energy, all I'm asking is give a minute to think about it. Psychologically, when we see things come up on social media, it's really easy, and I've done it myself, whether it be with fashion, makeup, home stuff, where you're like, oh my God, I have to have that. And I've realized that if you just kind of sit with it a minute and almost wait even till the next morning and go, do I really want that? You'll see a lot of times your answer changes. So don't jump the gun on trends. Use them as a guide, use them as inspiration, and make your home yours that's my biggest message you know and, and to be quite honest to just do something really quickly because it gets your room done like I said you're still spending time and money and you could waste that so if you need professional assistance there's all kinds of ways to hire designers now and it can be very affordable and the investment will typically pay for itself so what if you think about it like this? One mistake will almost always cost you more than maybe an hour consult with a designer. Okay. So, and actually one of my e-services does just that, but I'm not the only one. There's plenty of people doing that type of thing. And like I said, you almost need to stop and count to 10 for a minute before you just jump the gun, you know? So I always say, trend. I hear the word trend and I'm like, oh no, not that four letter word again, even though it's not a four letter word it's kind of my dirty word because as a designer you're like oh if you do just the trend it's going to go out as quickly as it came in potentially and it's going to leave you just ordinary so don't be ordinary don't jump the gun and if you have any questions or anything else about this episode always reach out to me you can dm me happy to have a further conversation about trends and how you should apply them to your home or not and from my home to yours i'll see you here soon you like what you're hearing on Welcome Home to the Suburbs, I would be so appreciative if you would support the show. The best way to support the show is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I would be so appreciative and I hope you will leave us a review. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to Interiors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.